Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Sell, sell, sell. Bye, bye, bye. Welcome to HR's most dangerous and jolliest podcast, <laughs> a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Shittersful Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Kick That Football So Wash. On this week's show, $60 million for what? $100 million for what? Phenom acquires who? So many <laughs> questions. Can two podcasters answer all of them? I guess we're about to find out. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, it's kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. That's always a nice way to start off the show. It is. She, she's so calming. I, I love it. I love it. Much like uh, Sarah Fuller. Yes. Bandy. I know. The Commodores. The first woman to score a point in a Power 5 game in history. And uh, that was pretty fucking awesome. I mean, you could tell she was hyped. I found out that she's paid the same as all the boys. So there is pay equality in college college sports. So that's that's nice. They're all getting screwed. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, keeping with that with that uh, that theme, I'm going to give a shout out to my alma mater, Ball State. Uh, number one, they're playing for a MAC championship ball on you. Friday, probably the, the day that this this podcast drops. <laughs> And if you if you haven't seen it, it's it's the best ending of a game that no one will ever see. But their their game on Saturday, the ending of it was so insane. It if, was crazy. For those of you who know the the California Stanford game from like the eighties, 
I think it's crazier than that. The only thing that doesn't work is I won't, I won't ruin the ending, but go to YouTube, search ball state, Western Michigan and watch the ending of that football game. I'll hint lateral, lateral, lateral. So something else that's being lateraled is uh, uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're rolling out. My, my sister, my sister got her shot yesterday. That's nice. My sister manages a, uh, a senior living group of facilities. So she has been deemed an essential worker uh-huh. and she got, she got her shot. It's good. That's it's awesome. Good. I'm so, proud of her. Proud so of her. Thoughts on how this plays out for the, the rest of the country. I mean, is this something that's going to be mandated by employers? Uh, for big time employers that don't want to get sued. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for smaller companies that just need bodies to do stuff. Uh, maybe not, yeah. but, uh, the, the big ones certainly will. Yeah. They- um, and no one, no one wants to walk into a Walmart if all the employees are all, you know, dangerous. Right. Nobody so, wants to get on a plane. I mean, nobody wants, you know, and nobody wants to walk into the office, but I mean, I mean, there are still, and I understand there are still reasons for people to be hesitant for, this is the first RNA vaccine. It's the fastest vaccine produced ever. And so there are those people who have legitimate concerns. And then you have group number two, uh, people who didn't even wear a damn mask. You have two separate groups who will possibly be slow to take the vaccine. And Mm -hmm. the first group, might be nudged into the second more radical group if you know if they're forced into doing so. So I think it's it's really important that you know we do this smart. We do it with education. Definitely, the leaders have to get their shots. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting because this will be something that's mandated. And mm-hmm. masks weren't even mandated throughout the nation, but yet we had such an upheaval of people who were pissed off because they had to put. A mask on. I mean, you talk about fucking sensitive people. God, I, I say the government needs to give out hundred dollar bills for people that get the <laughs> vaccine if, if they really want people to get the vaccine. Uh, going back to my my family uh, for yeah. a second, my my father this month, uh, this coming Sunday, will turn eighty one years Ooh. young. Dad, happy birthday! So we wanted to get him a little something, uh, you know, interesting. Yeah. You know, he's he has everything. He's trying to get rid of shit. So we didn't want to send him anything. So we went to we went we went to Cameo. And funny story, I I called my sister and I said, uh, "Do you know what Cameo is?" And she goes, "You mean the band from the '80s that oh, sang yeah. word, word Up'?" And I said, "Word Up, no, not that Cameo, but you are correct." So so my dad uh, played baseball his whole life, Little League, uh, World Series champion. Little known fact about my father. Pete Rose is one of his heroes. So Pete Rose is on Cameo. Mm-hmm. He, he he's he's available for one hundred fifty nine dollars. We thought my dad would probably cry, love it. Pete is not in gr- the greatest shape, and he may or may not do your cameo sober. Uh, but <laughs> shout out to my father for his birthday. And I bring up cameo in part because it's interesting, but in part because Facebook apparently in the news today uh, is looking to copy cameo. Gee, imagine that Facebook copying a successful business. Uh, so anyway, and my uh, my wife's university where she teaches, 
they uh they cameoed Snoop Dogg to give a <laughs> to give a shout out to all the students uh, for finals for finals week, which is a, a great use of, of of tuition funds. But that's a that's a different podcast. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, somebody who is doing uh, video right or wrong, depending on uh, uh, on how you're looking at it, is uh, yeah. the boys over at Car Rude. So they did they did the, the very. Remember, we talked about the very tantric. Uh, yep. Karma Recruitra video uh, that that kind of set some people off. They weren't very happy about it, so they then published an apology. Really, not an apology video, which was fucking, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so fucking hilarious. And then they put out two more videos. They did a, a Christmas ear shattering video, like a Mariah Carey Christmas song, and then they dropped a holiday cooking video today. Uh, I mean, those guys are fucking hilarious I, I haven't seen i haven't seen the new ones are they wearing latex in the uh the cooking video uh no actually i i was looking for it in the other two videos because they did wear in the apology video they uh, under underneath the shirt uh but no so we will i'm sure see more latex in the future but uh probably not until 2021 yeah you don't you don't want to stick that latex anywhere too hot in the in the kitchen <laughs> i can assure you shout out to uh to greenhouse the uh popular ats has launched a podcast that's worthy of a shout out but i, I think that we'll see more companies here in 2021 similar to similarly to how they all launched blogs around 2009 and 10 yeah uh, we're gonna we're gonna see a, a a bevy of podcasts from the corporate world here in the next 12 months, I guess. And the ones that we have seen over the past two years that came out of the barrel hot have yep. pretty much shit the bed. The bummer is it's it's great marketing from a perspective of you interview your clients, which is what Greenhouse is doing. So they feel special. Yeah. You can, you can social media that shit and tag the customers and they'll share it with their friends who are probably potential prospects for your business. And around and around we go, you produce good content, you solidify, you know, the brand. So it's a good strategy. It's a, it's a shame that companies don't commit to like more than six episodes. The problem is you don't, you don't get listeners overnight. You got to work at this shit. We've been doing this for three years. Or you, or you just uh, align with somebody to do it. Or you're just dead sexy. Or neither. <laughs> Talking about deck sexy, uh, big shout out to Doug Updike over at Nations Lending in Peoria, Arizona. I didn't know there was a Peoria, Arizona. And then Frank yeah. Lennon with uh, TriStar Energy in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for listening Hell and connecting yeah. on LinkedIn, gents. And uh, another thing that you just don't want to see, you don't want to see Darren Westall. Uh, over in no. uh, Loughton, England. He's the CEO of Pager. Yeah, you don't want to see that dude in his holiday jumper. Yeah. Is that is that the one with peppermint nipples? Yes, yes. There's, no, there's nothing sexy about Santa. Kids. Oh no, oh. no! I thought you were when you went sexy. I thought you were going to go the Ting Guy caroling uh, robot. Ooh, that was uh, good. Shout outs. That was good. So so Ting Guy. Most of our listeners know this talking head recruiting robot. Also carols during the yeah. holiday season. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, go check out their uh, their LinkedIn page. It's it's heartwarming in a creepy, scary kind of way. Yes. Jingle Bell Robot is what it is. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Michael Cox over at Zach Works and again, Jeremy Robert, Roberts over at Seekout for showing off oh, the, yeah. their Chad and Cheese swag in social pics. Remember, if you'd like a chance to win a free Chad and Cheese t-shirt, go to chadcheese.com slash free and register. Not to mention... We're sending out holiday cards and, and, and a bunch. Who knows what you'll get in the mail from our dumbasses. Hell yeah. While you're registering, remember, it's gift-giving season and the first part of the year is coming around as well. You can always mm-hmm. give gifts. Go to the swag shop. Take a look at the T-shirts, beanie caps, ball caps, all that fun stuff. Buy some Chad and Chi swag. Trucker hats for everybody, I say. Uh, and speaking of a little housekeeping here, uh, if you haven't registered for Beer Drop, uh, we're giving out chances for free beer. Uh, we're, we're in a little bit of a delivery delay for December, but uh, we will be we 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 will be doing the Bo Higgins uh, Zoom tasting here soon, hopefully. Bo Higgins. Head out to beerdrop.net to register, and we're also giving away holy shit! Here come two bottles of Pappy's Family Reserve Bourbon, as well as a chance for third place. Everyone's a winner. Uh, Blanton's uh, Special Reserve import from Japan. Whew. My God, we're talking about $2,200 retail bottles of whiskey. Take advantage of that by visiting freepappy.com. That's free, P-A-P-P-Y.com. Uh, we'll be doing a drawing. I think we've timed it around January 3rd or 4th. So time is running out for that free Pappy opportunity. Register now. That's powered by our friends at Sovereign. And Beer Drop is powered by Adzuna. T-shirts by Emissary. Websites by Shaker. Good Jesus Christ. We're for sale, people. Yeah. Last but not least, uh, Adam Gordon, thanks for allowing Rory to voice our new outro. Uh, I've heard so many people say they love hearing Daniel Fellow's son, Chester, and his English accent. Well, now we also have a Scottish accent of Rory to throw in the mix. So thanks, gents. And the child labor laws are obviously <laughs> are, are, are less are less stringent in, in Scotland and England than they are here in the U.S. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Love it. Topics. Topics. Oh, man. Acquisition City. A hundred million dollars. Let's start in descending order from highest to lowest. Here we yeah. go. So a hundred million dollars. Yeah, man. 885,000 people apply for unemployment just this week. Okay. Dude. So think about that. Think about that. Now, here, yeah. here, here it comes, kids. Talent is... Inc. was founded in 2014 as a resume writing service and has grown to offer related services. Its brand includes Top Resume, Top CV, Top Interview, and Resume Rabbit. It uses a network of freelance contract and staffing writers, including a team based in South Africa to produce resumes and CVs for job seekers, not to mention they get job seekers ready for interviews. Resume Rabbit blasts those resumes out to a bunch of different websites. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of get an idea why BV Inve- Investment out of Boston bought them. The $100 million though, <laughs> that to me is a lot of money because I think top CV or top resume, at least yep. the numbers that I saw was about 
3 million in annual revenue. This just came across uh, our desk today. Uh, yeah. you, I don't know if you can even find anything on it aside from uh, AIM Group, who who tipped us off uh, to, to the news. Peter Zolman, baby. Yeah. So Jeff Berger, who we've known for over a decade, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and he's he's always congenial, uh, classy, nice guy. But I, I feel like I've never really talked about his business with him because I just didn't give a shit. Like resumes are super boring. The resume rabbit thing. I remember the deal with Simply Hired. Do you remember that? Where oh, they yeah. partnered with Resume Rabbit. So yep. you mentioned 2014. I think that's when they raised their first of three rounds uh, of 5.3 million and another 1.5 in 2016. But holy shit. I mean, 100 million for this business is really wild because you look at so many dynamics in terms of resumes are going into like gig you know, gig sites. So resume writing is a little bit antiquated when you have LinkedIn profiles, you have gig platforms, and you have manual parts of this, right? So they literally yep. have writers around the world who are helping you write your resume. So it's really manual heavy. So the trend of automation is going to really take a piece out of the manual resume writing business, I think. Um, it just feels like so many trends are going against the, the traditional resume that my guess is these guys sold at as close to the top as possible. So good for them. Oh, yeah. One thing that also stands out to me is that wasn't in the AIM article. They bought JobFox back in like 2011, 12. Do you remember this? I, I don't remember them buying JobFox. <laughs> yeah, so. I'd have to ask them why the fuck they bought JobFox, but go ahead. Yeah. So if you want to go back in the archives, uh, go to YouTube and search uh, Cheeseman Jeff Berger. And yeah. I did an interview with him about it. But JobFox, for the kids that don't remember, uh, was uh, Rob McGovern, mm-hmm. founder of Career Builders site that failed. It was, I won't go into it, but horrible. He got into a lot of trouble with like not paying resume writers, stiffing folks, being sued. And Jeff Berger comes in and picks up the brand, all the technology that was there, the writers that they had. Uh, he also picked up all the legal debt that they had. So I don't know what they did with all the the lawsuits that were going on. It was also a pretty shitty brand. So I think if you go if you go to jobfox.com now, it redirects to, I think, Top CV, but the brand is still sort of available. But these guys have been cranking out uh, business decisions and obviously making money for a long time and good on them. I think they sold at the top and at the right time. And uh, I'm excited to see what what Jeff Berger and, and, and company does next. I have to agree that uh, a lot of this manual output piece is it's interesting that somebody would put this kind of cash into it, not to mention they have 1500 on demand career experts. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, this is a this is a human network. This is not a technological network. Yeah. But overall, again, I mean, if you know, if, if the song and dance works, obviously it did. BV Investment uh, out of Boston thought they're going to invest in it and they're going to see what they can do with it. I don't know what they can do with it. Yeah. I mean, if it's making 10 million a year, you could probably milk this business for another 12 to 15. Yeah. If you take a look at, if you take a look at the amount of people that are out of work now, this is the time to actually buy this business. And so another one we're trying to make sense of is what TechCrunch reported was a $60 million price tag for all true 
uh, in terms of iSIM's paying price, which kind of struck you and me as a little bit high. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I actually reached out to the uh, the reporter to talk to him about that. And uh, this was a single source who said that they had documentation about the sale. But I mean, I, I just don't understand how. There's there's no way that Altrue had the revenues to support that valuation. So number one, do you think the number is real? I've actually got some insider information that the number is not what 60 million. But right. do, do you think the number is real, number one? And number two, if it is, why would they pay that much money for a, a video platform? Yeah. So the first the first part of that is I, I don't believe it was 60. I think these guys raised about a million five. Yeah, 1.4. Yeah, 1.4. So (laughs) to say that would be a premium would be an understatement. Uh, Revenue-wise, I can't imagine that they were anywhere near $60 million or even even if you valued it out, that it would equal that. So to me, maybe they added a zero by accident. Because if, if you tell me this was a five or six kind of deal, then I might believe it. Yeah. Um, but at 60, it's it's ridiculous. And I know that the new CEO, you know, he came out of Marketo. He's used to dealing with a lot bigger numbers than yeah. maybe the employment industry is used to dealing with. But yeah. if he dropped 60 million for basically uh, user generated videos for companies, I'd say like he needs to he need he needs to have some psych evaluation uh, or come on the show and explain why the hell they paid sixty million dollars for user generated videos for employees. Yeah, well, I mean, in their their acquisitions up to this point, so think about it. Opening IO earlier this year was was like acquired it. by iSims. This is a heavy lifting matching tech that can be a major part of the iSims infrastructure. So that is an easy fuck yeah, buy that. Love it. Love it. The easy recruit acquisition, once again, heavy Love lifting it. with video interviewing and creating a much larger footprint in the EU. So that is a must. Then we get all true, which I really like. Don't get me wrong, but it's a vanity play more than heavy lifting and adoption won't come as easy. Imagine pulling together all the videos provided by employees, mm-hmm. editing, reviewing, and all of that takes a lot of work to get to the video that you want to go live. So I'm sure all true makes it easy, but it's not automated, which means there's still going to be work to do, which we know the friction points suck. So opening does the work. Easy recruit does the bulk of the task work and they're not going to see that with with all true. So we got I got a shout out to Holland Dombeck at, at Delta Airlines who loves all true. And she asked me via Twitter why I thought it would take so long to adopt. Because I said, I thought, you know, this might be a good long term five year adoption kind of trend. Mm-hmm. And those are my reasons. I'm sticking with them. I, I just don't see this as an easy adoption. I, I, I think. Early movers like you will do this. You will take part in it. But the rest, the, the mass of the lemmings that are out there, there's no way in hell mm-hmm. they're going to want to touch it. Yeah, it's 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 an acquisition that's very out of character for iSIMS in terms of their previous acquisitions. So I'm, I'm open to believing that they know what they're doing. Uh, but on its face, I'm very uh, cynical at this point about the all true deal, even if it was much less than $60 million. <laughs> so- who did Phenom acquire? Somebody in Europe, the <laughs> Netherlands, and I assume yeah. you pronounce it N double. N double. 
in double in double. I don't know if you're if you're French. Uh, so this one, this one, Phenom announced uh, terms were not disclosed, but this was based on all the press that was out there. Mm-hmm. Was all about European growth. Uh, so Amsterdam-based Indouble uh, is a company known for enhancing the candidate experience, again, across Europe. I think the word Europe was in the press release about 18 times, so they <laughs> wanted to really underscore that. Uh, Indouble was founded in 2006, so these guys have been doubling uh, for quite a while. Uh, privately held, it looks like they've got no venture capital um, frankly, I've never heard of them. Uh, maybe you know a little bit more about them than I do. But to me, like no money, 2006, it sounds a little like a couple of founders that wanted to get the hell out of the business. Um, I'd also caution people who are touting this acquisition by saying that uh, if you go to Indouble's website and look for job opportunities at the company, they don't have any, which says to me, there's not a whole lot of growth going on there. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a red flag for me. This looks like something that, uh, Phenom got off the the clearance rack there in Europe. Yes, yeah, so this is uh, Phenom's second acquisition of the year. They acquired my ally in September and mm-hmm. right out of the gate, I was like, wait a minute, doesn't Phenom already have the <laughs> ability to create career sites. I mean, I thought this, why are it's you buying about something? Europe, Chad? It's about Europe. This just didn't make that much sense to me. Then I thought about, no. well, maybe it was on the clearance rack and they had a bunch of logos that that could be, you know, the, the, an opportunity. Um, then I did a little digging and in double owned or was under RGF staffing, AKA recruit holdings. So this was a recruit company. And oh, wow. to my understanding and to the opinion of many sources, in double was in big trouble. Good rhyming. Yeah, that's- According to LinkedIn Insights, they've dropped 50% of their staff during just the last year. They filed for 160,000 euros from the government for support this year. And rumor is that they were really having issues uh, sourcing for current projects and weren't able to take on new accounts. And to be quite frank, Recruit just can't put up with that kind of shit, right? So overall, this was Recruit saying, (laughs) bye-bye. Yeah. And it's interesting because in a quote from Phenom CEO to uh, uh, technical.ly, the quote was, we're excited to begin working with Indouble's customers. So if that doesn't tell you where their mind is, nothing will. (laughs) Think I'm in double. Jobvite has changed our recruiting process by making us more nimble. We're able to hire faster. That means that things like where it would take us weeks to get approvals from hiring managers or the next level up, that's now minutes. It's one of the best cutting edge tools out there available for talent acquisition today. I would absolutely recommend uh, Jobvite to my peers. It allows you to get in front of talent that other tools won't do. Learn how you can evolve your TA function at jobvite.com. So that was a great segue because uh, we're going to talk about Jobvite and LinkedIn. So Jobvite's ATS will be the first applicant tracking system to provide their customers with all three LinkedIn integrations, unified search, recommended matches, and apply connect. So with unified search and really the matching piece, you know, I I think those two are are pretty big. The apply connect piece we should have been doing 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> the unified search recruiters can easily select the most qualified candidates by searching top talent from both LinkedIn network and Jobvite record using a single search through LinkedIn or Jobvite. That's good stuff. Not to mention the matching automatically happens. So yeah. this to me, those two in them, themselves, this is the future of all integrations. And I mean, vendors need to listen up and, and, and watch because if you cannot provide a robust bi-directional API to allow for real-time access of information inside the core hiring platform, either it's an ATS or maybe in some cases CRM, you're yep. totally dead in the fucking water. And big props to Jobvite because I've heard from many vendors that core platforms, different ATSs, do not have the speed and power to keep up with fast-paced vendors. They just don't have what it needs to grind on all that data. So yeah. core systems need to allow the free flow of validated vendor data get inside their system so that recruiters don't have to go back and forth and use third-party dashboards. It, it, it sucks. And whenever we talk to recruiters, it's like, how many dashboards, how many tabs do you have open with all these different dashboards that you feel like you have to use? Yeah. And all should be consolidated. Yeah, no doubt. Look, if you know, all these companies are are racing to be the platform uh, of of all platforms, right, and be the the one destination. And to be that platform, you have to be able to bring in LinkedIn. Um, you know, but knowing that you know eighty percent of recruiters use LinkedIn. Um, you know, little teaser there. Uh, but look, LinkedIn doesn't do integrations into LinkedIn very nicely, but, you know, good on Jobvite for being able to go into LinkedIn, work with them to bring those pieces into Jobvite because that sort of backwards integration is something that we don't talk about very often because it's hard to do. Um, and you have to have the resources, I think, to do it. To me, the, the, the interesting thing here, if you look in, if you look inside of, you know, the track into Microsoft and an acquisition, you know, we talk a lot about iSIMs, you know, playing real nicely with uh, with Microsoft and, and what's going on there. Jobvite, you know, with deals like this are yeah. doing their own sort of little uh, romancing of LinkedIn <laughs> and, and, the, and the, the folks in Redmond. So, you know, I think it's a toss up right now as to whether Jobvite or iSIMs has the inside track into uh, getting acquired by someone like Microsoft. What do you think? I think some of the legacy platforms that are out there and we know like the, the, the brass rings that are dying, right? The, the Taleos, yep. those, they, they are legacy tech and they wouldn't be able to give you the type of power necessary to do uh, big time matching inside your system, right? Or yeah. big time search in inside your system. Uh, so I think overall, this is where we're going to see the entire applicant tracking system and CRM-ish market shake out. Yeah. And when they start to shake out and they start to show these types of integrations, that will make them so big of a target for acquisition. I agree 100%. Yeah. The big question is who can actually pull it off? And we don't know that sitting from the outside looking in. The only ones who know that right now are the vendors who are trying to work with these applicant tracking systems and the ATSs are kicking them back because they don't have the power to process all the shit that this new tech can do. It just hit me that iSIMS may have acquired Altru 
at the right time in which LinkedIn launches stories because <laughs> you could easily you could easily turn all these employee videos into stories on LinkedIn and company pages. Hmm, interesting. TikTok yes. maybe. Yes, a little interesting, interesting. Not too bad. One more investment Touring. Yeah, yeah. Last week we talked about Code Signal getting 25 million and now Turing nabs 32 million. From Turing's website, Turing is where US companies hire remote software engineers. Uh, apply to a full stack, front end, back end, mobile, DevOps, UI, UX, machine learning. I mean, the list goes on, dude. Yeah. I was I was really impressed by and, and I love this segment no matter what, but I was really impressed by Turing right out of the gate because when you apply, they don't ask for your your profile. They don't ask for your <laughs> resume. You know what they yeah. automatically do? Test you. They test you. At you, yeah. When you apply, they don't ask for a resume like Dice. They automatically start testing your knowledge. Uh, mm -hmm. If you go to Dice today, it's the same old fucking job board process while Turing uh, mm -hmm. wants to know if you're qualified before you're even allowed entry into the community. This, this to me, is exactly what a developer wants to see. They get in there and they're like, oh yeah, they're going to make me pass a test. That's right. That means all those who can't develop can't get their ass in here. Yeah. And it's exactly what companies want too. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the vetting process is no joke. I mean, if you dig into the site and I mean, we're talking, they're talking about four hour tests and sh vetting of, of people that, I mean, you're going to get the best of the best that come out of this site. And these guys are on fire. Founded in 2018. Yep. Uh, I mean, brand, I mean, barely diapers off of these guys uh, built by Google, Facebook and Stanford engineers. So they obviously have inside track into some of the biggest tech companies um, in the world. 32 million raised in a very short period of time. And they just raised 14 million in September. COVID is going to put this shit on steroids, these companies. Yeah. Um, and they're just on fire. I mean, these these are really exciting companies, all the ones that you named, yeah. um, because they are they are primed for owning the next five, 10 years of, of tech of tech recruiting. Yeah. The model's no nonsense. It makes it, it just it totally clean. What Turing does is they source candidates, vet candidates, then they match and onboard the candidates and then they can manage them. So this is this can be almost like a managed resource, almost like an RPO to an extent. Yeah. And I love that their focus is sort of U.S. companies, right? U.S. companies that want to hire uh, engineers from outside of the U.S., What's a good way to do that? Because right now, if it's if it's Upwork or something else, sort of platform like that, you're yeah. dealing with you know five star ratings. You're dealing with reviews, something like this. You're dealing with hardcore skills, and I think a lot of companies are looking for stuff like that. Not to open up the box of should you be paid the same if you're in Toledo as if you're in uh, you know the Bay Area, but if if we start expecting tech companies to pay the same amount for people in, you know, Toledo, then eventually the net keeps going wider and wider and wider. At least the desire gets wider and wider because if, if I can hire someone working in Milwaukee, I can hire someone that's in Bangalore. I can yeah. hire someone that's in Egypt, right? So a service like this is really prime for companies in the U S to say, look, I want good people, but I don't want to have to pay them 
what I'm paying someone in the U.S. And a service like Turing, I think, is really primed to take advantage of that of that uh, initiative for companies. Whether you agree or disagree that that's what they should do, I think that's what a lot of companies are going to be looking at. Yeah, but I think – see, that's a race to the bottom. And, and that's not what a company like Turing should be doing. Not if it's Turing, skill-based. No, no. It, that's a, that is a race to the bottom because you're talking about paying the lowest – you possibly can for the exact same skill that you want, no matter where they sit. So you mm-hmm. were playing that race to the bottom game. That's bullshit. What Turing should be focused on is making their community better. You don't do that by taking the lowest bid because they live in India. That's total bullshit. They're putting together great code. Right. They meet our standards. That's exactly where they should raise the community versus try to pound them down and race to the bottom. So I think from whatever country these folks are in, they're going to be the highest paid engineers that you can get in that country. And they're going to be paid well for that environment. I think the race to the bottom comes when I have a five-star rating, you have a five-star rating. There's, I mean, that's just because someone had a good experience. These guys are are tested and vetted. I think for their, for their market, they're going to be paid as best as they possibly can. So a race to the bottom, is it a bottom for from America's perspective? I don't know. But from their country's perspective, these guys are going to be paid really well. And I, th- I think they're going to appreciate that they were vetted and are working with really, really good companies. That That's an excuse to pay people less, but okay. <laughs> Dude, you can't pay someone in Bangladesh 150 grand a year. They'll, they'll, they'll leave and live in mansions and have so? boats and hoes all day. What's the matter with that? I mean, that there's nothing wrong with that. If they're doing the exact same work that's just unrealistic. That's it's, all. It's unrealistic because your brain is in 1930. That's why. <laughs> oh, Welcome to 2020, motherfucker. Uh, all right, it's the Christmas season. Let's take. A, <laughs> let's go and let's go in our uh, respective corners and listen to the job ed exit. Whether you're struggling to fill high volume hourly roles or looking for long term full time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your job addicts programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X dot com. How long have we been predicting the uh, ZipRecruiter IPO? Is it two years or one? I, I definitely, you or I or both of us definitely have predicted that on multiple shows. Yeah, no, you on, on prediction shows, you've done it for two years in a row. <laughs> I'm finally going to be right in 2021. <laughs> yes, it's about time. I'm so ahead of the curve. It's ridiculous. Hey, you're, you're an early adopter. Yeah, that's I'm an early is. adopter. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Reuters is reporting that uh, a long-awaited ZipRecruiter IPO could and will be happening in 2021. Uh, the company has raised 
over $200 million. Uh, so a liquidation event is going to happen, whether it's this year or next year or sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners will remember that they laid off about 500 people, a quarter of their workforce, I think, 25, 30%, quite a few people. Um, yeah. They have a, they employ about 800 folks. Uh, their latest round of funding valued them at $1.5 billion. Uh, and they're Ooh. looking for three to $5 billion, um, in public in public funding. Uh, now, keep in mind, they are the number three site uh, here in the U.S. in terms of traffic behind Indeed and Glassdoor. And Recruit bought Glassdoor uh, in 2019 for $1.6 billion. So these guys, the number three player, are looking for much more than the $1.6. I kind of thought that Recruit might snap up ZipRecruiter. But if they're looking for five or three to five billion on the public markets, that's going to be a really high price tag for a recruit to uh, to pay attention to. Yeah, this this is uh, this is an interesting story because Zip uh, has been around for a while. They've they've pivoted and and they've turned into at least from what we understand, just an AI powerhouse recommender system. Right now, when COVID hit, obviously they took one square to the jaw. But I believe, and this is just my my personal opinion, that actually helped them do what they needed to do in the first place because they were bloated. They, they mm-hmm. needed to get rid of uh, some of the individuals that they had, which sucks, too, because they had to start focusing more on the enterprise. They weren't doing enough on the enterprise. They were spending a shit ton of cash in trying to get mom and pop to spend a $300 job uh, post a 300 job on ZipRecruiter. Now, that that's that's great, but it's not sustainable unless you continue to feed that fucking monster. Yeah, I think to me, it's, it's you mentioned, I mean, enterprise, but also the global opportunities that enterprise represents and opens up for you. And, you know, here in the US, I think, I think Yelp is reporting like 100,000 restaurants um, have closed up. So imagine not just restaurants, but just small businesses that would be ZipRecruiter's core constituency, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, like they've lost a lot of customers uh, in terms of the small business. So, yeah, I, I agree that the pivot has to happen into enterprise and they have to grow globally. And, uh, you know, I think they can grow into the, the three to five uh, billion valuation, but this is by no means an IPO that's going to excite a ton of people. This is yeah. not Air, Airbnb part two. And when you look at what uh, what is on the public markets from our space, you look at the Dices and the the 51 jobs and, and others, like it's been a really tough, uh, I don't know, five years to a decade for these folks. And uh, can ZipRecruiter turn that around? I'd say they've definitely got their work cut out for them. Yeah. And I think one other aspect and in, in, in market that they're missing dramatically, I think, is the tech market. So if they could get into, maybe buy, who knows, acquire a, a code signal or a woven or, or something yeah. like that to be able to really bump that valuation. Uh, I mean, three to five, that, that we wouldn't even be talking those numbers. We'd be talking about uh, more like LinkedIn numbers. Yeah. And it's also going to be tough for them, and at least in the US, the ZipRecruiter brand. I mean, people know it as, you know, service jobs and, you know, hourly jobs. And so for them to sort of crush past that brand, um, at least in the US, is, is really going to be tough. Agreed. Good luck, Zip. We out. We out.
I'm Rory from Scotland, the country which brought you electricity. Thank you for listening to podcast with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant! They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all they talk about nothing. Nada niente. Um, anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Player, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business, when you need it, from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.